There's a number of people that were ill. In fact, my wife was sick just this week. Leviticus, chapter 18, brace yourself. Are you ready? I want you to keep in mind that though there's a few hundred people, whatever, in church today, I'm not just preaching to you. I'm very mindful that this position, this office that I hold, is one of great importance. And when I preach to you, it's not just to our church in Alaska. We have people that are online, and before God and His angels we stand, and before Satan and his demons we will declare and decree the truth this morning. So I'm preaching to America. Leviticus 18, go to verse 20. Moreover, you shall not lie carnally with your neighbor's wife to defile yourself with her. And you shall not let any of the descendants pass through the fire of Molech. Nor shall you profane the name of the Lord your God. I am the Lord. You shall not lie with a male as a woman. It's an abomination. Nor shall you mate with any beast to defile yourselves with it. Nor shall any woman stand before a beast to mate with it. It is perversion. Do not defile yourself with any of these things. For by all of these things the nations are defiled, which I am casting out before you. For the land is defiled. Therefore I visit the punishment of its iniquity upon it, and the land vomits out its inhabitants. You shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, and shall not commit any of these abominations, either in any of your or your own nation, or any stranger who sojourns among you. For all these abominations the men of the land have done who were before you, thus the land is defiled. Let's read the next verse. Lest the land vomit you out also when you defile it, as it vomited out the nations who were before you. Let's pray. Father, bring your power, bring your anointing. Come on, if you have the freedom to pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit right now. Move in power this morning, Lord, as we preach not only to the congregation here, but to all those that are online, those that will listen to this message later. I pray... Lord, have Your will, have Your way. Send forth Your Word. Your double-edged, sharper than any two-edged sword. Lord, send forth Your Word and accomplish that which You sent it forth for, I pray. In the name of Jesus, Amen. You may be seated. Vomit is not a nice thing to talk about in church. In fact, even at the mention of the Word, some people start getting sick. I remember when my wife was pregnant, any kind of fragrance... Any smell usually caused her to get ill. And all the pregnant women said, Amen. We'd drive past the sugar mill in Hawaii, and it was an instant recipe for having to pull the car over. We had dead patches of grass all out in front of our house, and that was just a sign that we had a precious baby on the way. If somebody's getting sick, There's a reason. There's a reason that you get sick. God made our bodies a certain way. And if there's poison in it or your body comes to the conclusion, however that would be, 
that you have to get rid of the contents of your stomach, you get sick or you vomit. Kind of a nasty thing. But if the people are the poison, if the people are the poison to the land, then what Scripture says is that the land will vomit out the people. I've entitled the message this morning, America, America. I usually hand out notes uh, for the sake of this morning, ha- wanting to have liberty to, to uh, flow and, and go as the Spirit of God would move me. I've not given you notes today. What causes the land to vomit out its inhabitants? Look, let me say this. Let me, let me, let me put it in, in, in the context for today. America is sick. Our nation is ill. Our nation has a, a disease that will be unto death if it they doesn't get healed. What would cause America to vomit out its people? You know, the, I love the messages about the love of God and, and really judgment is an expression of the love of God. You, you don't hear too many messages about God judging His people, but get, I've got news for you. God does judge His people. No, you say judgment's not for, judgment's not for believers. That's for unbelievers. Oh no. There's a judgment that comes to believers. And judgment comes... Some of you might be under judgment this morning and not aware of it. Because oftentimes we've not taught in the church, not preached from the pages of Holy Writ about judgment. There is judgment that comes. There are consequences for your sin. Now, I'm going to get into this a little bit for the moments that remain in our service. If you feel like getting up and leaving, don't. It's probably because you're getting convicted. I got a meaty message to bring to you. What is it that causes the land to be sick, a nation to be sick? What is it that causes the land to vomit out its people? Well, from the text, it's un- unlawful sexual behavior. There's really two things unlawful sexual behavior and child sacrifice. So the two things, according to Leviticus 18, the whole chapter 18 is on unlawful sexual behavior and and child sacrifice. It's the very things that the nations who inhabited the promised land were going to get kicked out of the promised land for. You'll read in Scripture that the the, the Amorite sin had not yet reached its fullness. They were allowed to continue to do things, but there came a point when it was... Thus far and no more. Their, their sin reached its fullness and then they got kicked out of the promised land. So this entire chapter deals with unlawful sexual behavior. And verse 21 talks about Molech. Molech was a, a demon god that they would sacrifice their children to. It said, none of your descendants should pass through the fires of Molech. Reading from the New King James be sacrificed to this demon. And the vomiting of God's uh, the vomiting of the people out of the promised land is judgment that comes upon people for breaking God's law. Now God views sexual sin as an abomination. The the word there in the text abomination abomination is the NIV. Toaba is the word it, it means hate or abhor. That God, God hates sexual perversion. There's certain sexual practices that God hates. 
abomination or detestable. It's used five times in one verse alone. Why would God bring such a judgment against people who violate His laws in the areas of area of sexuality? You say, this is quite a 4th of July message, Pastor. Yeah. For sure. Did you think I was going to come and just wave a flag and close in prayer so we could all eat hot dogs and apple pie? Why does God bring judgment on a nation when there's, an, when there's, when there's sexual perversion and, and the child sacrifice? Let's deal with the first thing, sexual perversion. And the reason is because you and I are sacred. I want you to say that to somebody. Say, I'm sacred. Come on, look at somebody. Say, I'm sacred. Come on, don't text. Text later. Say, I'm sacred. You're sacred. You're made in the image of God. You're not... You're not part of the animal kingdom. You are not part of the plant kingdom. You are made in God's image. We think in terms of right and wrong. We think in terms of justice. Dogs don't think in terms of justice. Plants don't think in terms of right or wrong. Genesis 9, 6, Whoever sheds the blood of man by man shall his blood be shed, for in the image of God he is made man. Literally, Old Testament declares that if there's... God God believes in capital punishment. That somebody's life is so sacred that if somebody takes their life, then a life should be taken for that. That truth of you being sacred has been diminished. And it's really one of the assignments of the enemy to talk about evolution. You see, if you came from an ape, it's easier to kill a baby. If you're made in the image of God and you're sacred, it's not so easy. God made man in His own image. He made them male and female. Come on, somebody say... All the men say... All the women say... Hey! Alright. You're unique. You're unique. You're made either man or female. In fact, if you were to take just one of your cells, I'm to understand that they're to figure out whether you're a male or a female. Every cell in your body has more than just to do with anatomy, people. It has everything to do with who you are. You're unique. And you're either a male or female. And all of your body declares that. Why would God bring such judgment against people who violate His laws in the areas of sexuality? Why would God kick, vomit people out of the land? One, we talked about it, you're sacred. Two, you're unique. It's important to understand that you're unique, made a man or a woman. The third thing is, God made sex for human beings. And for one man and one woman to become one in marriage. Now, children's church is upstairs. Alright? I'm not going to get real graphic. But we are going to talk about the reasons, the purposes for it. Sex is not entertainment. Sex is not just for... One of the purposes is for pleasure. Come on, somebody say amen. Amen. Don't be all looking, looking at me with that religious tone of voice. One of the reasons is for pleasure, but it's, that's the least of the reasons. The number one reason is for oneness. Sex is supposed to be under the covenant. You see, you're so special and so significant that you should only be with one person for the rest of your life, your whole life. That that's how sacred that act is. In fact, the, the sexual sin is judged 
more than, than others. It's, it's a sin that takes place, the Apostle Paul said, on the inside of your body. All other sins are outside. It takes place on the inside of your body. Sex is to be exclusively for the, for the act of covenant marriage. Hebrews 13.4 Marriage should be honored above all, and marriage bed should be kept pure. For God will judge the adulterer and all sexually immoral. We don't like scriptures like that. I don't want to talk about that. Let's not talk about that. Let's just sing, you know, Oh, the blood of Jesus. Let's just be sweet and everything. I'm going to tell you something. Messages like this need to be preached. Look, if you're about to get vomited out and your life is, is getting destroyed because you're doing something, don't you want somebody to help you? Don't you want somebody to tell you, Hey, stop that. Stop. Jesus saw marriage between a man and a woman as sacred. Matthew 19.6 It said, What God has joined together, let not man put asunder or man separate. Matthew 19.9 Sex outside the marriage bond is sin. Matthew 19.9 says, I tell you, if anyone divorces his wife except for marital unfaithfulness and marries another woman, he commits adultery. Now, I don't want to get into the whole thing about divorce, but... Uh, Marital unfaithfulness is also beyond just sexual. It can be physical abuse. It can be all kinds of ways to break the marriage covenant. The Apostle Paul said, I want you to turn here to 1 Corinthians 6. I'll try to hurry so it's not too painful. 1 Corinthians 6. He's dealing with the church, and a man who's violated Leviticus 18. This, this man is having an affair with his father's wife, and the church has been tolerant of the situation. And in 1 Corinthians 6, he, he, he basically says, have you bumped your head? Do you not know that a little leaven spoils the whole lump? That literally to tolerate that kind of a thing will poison the whole church. Now, let me, let, me, let me clarify. Are you saying you're supposed to kick out every immoral person out of your church? I'm not saying that. Because I'm, that's what some of you were. Come on. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Some of you came in here, you didn't have it all together, and neither did I. But look, after a period of time, you start hearing truth like this message. You hear this, you're responsible for it. And there comes a time when somebody who's heard the Word and heard truth over and over and they refuse to obey. They refuse to, they refuse to yield and obey God and continue to live the lifestyle that they were living when they came in. That type of a person needs to be corrected. In fact, they need a new pastor. And their pastor's name is Satan. Now this is scriptural, people. It talks about this. It says, turn, turn, turn one over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh, that he may then come back to the living God. Scripture talks about that. First Corinthians 6.13 says, The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. He goes on and says in verse 18, Flee from sexual immorality and all other sin a man commits or outside his body, but he who sins sexually sins against his own body. But people are deceived into thinking that they can do as they please. They've received Jesus. Listen to me. This makes me sick. 
And I'm, I'm going to tell you, there's people whose lives are being destroyed. They've, they've come to church, they've received the Lord, but they never get discipled. So they end up doing the same things and thinking they can just get away with it, when in fact what's actually happening is they're coming under judgment. Well, I'm going I'm, I'm to stand up here as your pastor and tell you right now, you cannot continue in sexual immorality and call yourself a believer. Now, if this was a men's meeting, which it isn't, I'd say some other things. If it was a women's meeting and my wife was running it, she'd say some other things. I'm just telling you, you cannot continue to stay doing the very things you know are wrong and resist the, and resist the voice of God and, and resist His Word. You can't do it. Because you'll end up getting vomited out. Oh, we've seen it. People that come in, they come in for a period, they get on fire, but then God begins to put His finger on things and says, you need to stop that. But they don't want to because they're so addicted to pleasure and feel like God's just going to bless them anyway. And so they'll bounce around and go to another church, stay there for three months until the relationships begin to grow and they begin to get to know people and people say, hey, you know, that, that's not right. Or they'll end up in some church that just blesses their sin and they stay from tragedy to tragedy and end up, listen, end up potentially going to hell because they've not corrected their life. Listen, you can say you love Jesus all you want. You can say, I might preach in a second. Jesus, help me. You can name the name of Jesus all you like. If you live like a heathen, you don't love God. There's a bondage there. There's something wrong. Maybe part of you does. You have a desire to. But if you love Him, then you'll begin to take care of the things that He's concerned about. If you love God, you'll obey His Word. Let, let me move forward. 1 Corinthians 6, 9. Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor the idolaters, or adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders, nor thieves, nor greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Paul goes on and on and clearly says that, that, that this sin is against God, is seen as sexual sin is seen as wicked. Well, let's not stop there and go to verse 11. And that's what some of you were. But you were washed. Come on. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. Come on, somebody give Him praise. Come on, some of you were lost as goose in a hailstorm and He healed you, set you free, and you're walking with God right now. God made sex for three reasons. One, for oneness. Oneness between a man and a woman under the covenant of marriage. Very important. I'll just say this, that if there's a problem there, your marriage will begin to break down. You need to get healed. You need counseling. You need some kind of help in that area because oneness is important. No longer two, but one. It's really an act of worship. I got one amen. To be like, she's talking about sex. It's for for procreation. It's for children. Thank God for children. We love children in this church. It's for it's for children. It's for oneness, and it's for pleasure. There's really three reasons. None of which can be, should be satisfied outside of the bond of till death do we part. Literally, God's intention for, 
for sex is in marriage and it's for a lifetime. Not just pleasure, but for procreation. Making children. And God is speaking to us in our society, speaking to America uh, this morning. You say, what about the sacrificing children? We, our America, I'm telling you, has, is sacrificing. There's a, there's a God, a false God, thank you, Barry, a false God called Molech. And we, abortion is the sacrificing of, of babies and our descendants to Molech. We have killed, we have killed a whole generation, multiple generations. And we, we're believing for the cure to cancer. You know, we could have killed the person who would come up with the cure to cancer. We do have laws that restrict sexual behavior, but they're becoming less and less. There's a time in our nation when we had civil laws that related to Leviticus 18. Our society has moved from God's Word as a standard and replaced it with man's ideas. Let me say that again. America has moved away from having God's Word as the standard of what's true and right and just and have come up with man's ideas. There's no real rights or wrongs. They change basically with the season. It's basically whoever shouts loud enough is the one who gets the most attention. We're living in a scary world that's getting ready for the Antichrist. So where do you get that from, Pastor? <laughs> he said they're not passing any laws that affect our religious liberties. Well, let, let, me, let, me, let me use an example. Let's suppose, let's suppose, let's suppose they pass a law that, that, that says that homosexuality is legal and right and should be taught in our schools. Now, I will say that they have passed laws like that. And, and, they're, and they're, I mean, it's just part of the curriculum in California. And so they, they pass a law that homosexuality is right. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a lifestyle that can be chosen. However, that's completely contrary to Leviticus 18. So if, if I stand up and I preach a message to you like I'm preaching right now about Against same-sex marriage, it's not biblical. It's not right. According to the Word of God, it's not. Do we hate those people? Of course we don't. It's just sin, just like anything else. Right? That, I'm not saying we don't hate... But no. I'm on Kauai, I had, I, had a, I had like an anointing for homosexual people to come in and get set free. I mean, you know. You know, and then God dealt with me. I'm like, Lord, praise the Lord. Can't you send them somewhere else, Jesus? Oh, I'm just being honest with you. Talk about how their pastor's cute and stuff. I mean, I, I'm not into that. Yeah. I had to get healed. God, God, it's just sin, that's all. And, and you begin to love people. Gotta love people. We have to love people. I'm not talking about hating anybody. But if it's if 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 we teach truth, which we will do. I'll stand on this thing till, till death do me part. I'm going to stand on the Word. You can take our 501c3. You can do whatever you want to. We're going to preach the Word of God. Period. Right? So, if it's legal to teach homosexuality as a lifestyle, and then somebody who then teaches from the Word of God, from Leviticus 18, like I am this morning, is seen as a hate monger. 
Then you begin to have things. There's hate crimes. And if it's looked at like me as a pastor, King's Cathedral and Chapels, a church at Lucille and Spruce, is, teach, is teaching and preaching against homosexuality that God doesn't bless it, and we're then seen as a hate monger, and they then can take us to law, take us to court and sue us for being hate mongers. You better believe your religious rights are in, are in, are in danger. Absolutely. You better get out there and vote too. Don't sit at home and bellyache when you never voted anything. Didn't do anything. Get involved in the political process. You say, well, that's not going to come. Are you ca- Hawaii, we have our friends Austin Millers here from Hawaii. Hawaii, I mean, you know, Hawaii is like fighting against House Bill 444. And we're praying right now that Governor Linda Lingo will veto that thing in the name of Jesus. I mean, I think it's in the next couple of days. Is that right? It's due. I pray even now. Come on, lift your voice and pray. I pray, God, that you would touch, touch the state of Hawaii, that you would touch Governor Lingle. Lord, you would cause her to do the right thing based upon the truth of your word. Lord, she knows your word. She's a Jew. She declared that she's Jewish. God, that she would stand simply on the Levitical law. That's good enough for me. God, cause that thing to be vetoed in Jesus' name. Everybody say veto. Veto. Say it again. Veto. Say it again. Veto House Bill 444 in Jesus' name. I mean, do you have to get excited about it, Pastor? Yes! If you just sit back and rest on your laurels and just think that everything's okay, we will get vomited right out of the land. I'm telling you, God has blessed America and it's the reason we have so much. But that blessing is conditional. Lots of people... I'm, I'm in trouble now. Lots of people have Psalm 91 all over their coffee mugs and on their refrigerators. Hey, under the shadow of His wings. Well, Psalm 91 under the shadow of His wings is conditional. It's conditional because it says, because He set His love on me, I will then cover Him. If you don't set your love on Him, if you don't live for Him, you have no promise of protection. Well, it's all going to work out. It's all going to work for good. No, it isn't. Not unless you love God and are called according to His purpose. The world will say it's all going to work out. It's not all going to work out. If you love God, it'll all work out. If you love God and you've set your affection, you set your love on Him, you can rest assured that He will hide you under His pinions and under the shadow of His wings. The, the blessing of, of America is conditional to us living for God. And when we begin to vote on things like House Bill 444 and begin to vote on, 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 on same-sex marriage and begin to just tolerate all of this stuff, then we're close to being vomited out. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's really the setting of the world for the Antichrist. Let me give you a couple quotes from Adolf Hitler. Hitler said, if you tell a lie long enough, loud enough, people will believe it. And that is exactly what is happening in America. Hitler comes to power, defiles a whole nation, and gets people to believe that gypsies and Jews are what he called useless people eaters. And that they should be extinguished from society. And a whole group of people began to believe it. I will tell you that America has been listening to the din, the lies of the enemy about sexuality, 
and, and abortion for so long that, that, that even some of you are turning in your chair thinking that I've, I'm actually blaspheming. I've stepped out. You shouldn't even talk about stuff like this in church. And that is why our America is in grave danger of judgment. I believe that. Now I believe we're headed for a great revival. I believe that. I believe that, but I believe that, that God is going to cause a sweeping wave of His Spirit to come. He said, what do we do, Pastor? I'm glad you asked. The first thing is, here, if you can take notes, write this down. The first thing is repent of our sexual sin. If you have sexual sin in your life, repent. You say, well, I'm married. That doesn't mean you don't have sexual sin, Bubba. Hello? You have fantasies all in your head. Maybe you're stuck on pornography. Maybe you're addicted. You know, we want revival to come to America. Guess where that starts, baby? Just take a circle and draw it right around yourself. Want revival to America? Bring it to your family. Have one yourself. We like pointing the finger. We like getting all upset. Can you believe they've taken the Ten Commandments off of the Capitol Rotunda? I can't believe that. Talking about taking the Ten Commandments out of our country. It's an atrocity. We took it out of our homes many years ago. Jack, you know what I'm saying? We, people sit back, suck back the beer, get all hammered, watch the TV, and be the Monday morning quarterback of the big game and never got involved. We get all upset over the Ten Commandments being pulled off of the Capitol Rotunda and in God we trust being taken off of our money. Just because it's on our money doesn't mean we trust in God. Hello? First thing is, what are we going to do? How, how do we, America, America, how do, we bring, how do we cause this vomiting to stop? The first thing is repent. Everybody say repent. Live in a society where sex has just pervaded the whole culture like food. I mean, you can't... We, we, we turned off the TV in our house. We love to watch movies and stuff, but... Recently, I, you know, I was on watching TV somewhere, and I mean, it was like every other ad was Viagra. I mean, give me a break. And, you know, my kids are there. I mean, I'm like, a Viagra? What's Viagra, Dad? I'm not going to say that next thing, Lord. I'm just talking to myself. Declare the truth. Everybody say, declare the truth. We don't want to offend anybody. It's not our goal to offend anybody. But the, the truth is, we're going to declare it, whether people like it or not. And in your family, you need to declare the truth. In your life, you need to dec- declare the truth and live it. And you might not be popular, but this is not about popularity. It's about living right for God. And it's the blessing of the Lord that He wants to put upon us. Alaska is under attack. Hawaii is under attack. The United States is under attack. Florida is under attack. Wherever you're living online, those that will listen later, where you're living is under attack. There's an onslaught. And it's because people have made the four walls of the church like a cave that they can come and hide out in. And tried to, well, we just raise our kids and just try to seclude them or keep them separate from the filth of this world. 
and just try to keep them protected. Now, you need to protect your kids, but you do it in such a way that you raise them up that when they become strong, they then go and take over. Come on, whenever there's a place that's in debauchery, it's because because there hasn't been a Spirit-filled, on-fire believer who walks in authority with excellence on them that goes into that place and causes a place to turn around. I mean, we, we, need, we need our children not to just become pastors. Hello? We need our children to become the next doctors and lawyers. We need our children to rise up and become the next politicians. Come on, we need our kids just to not just go, you know, fill some church position or something. Hello? I mean, I'm just telling you, many pastors think that way. Well, we're just all going to go into ministry. Then everything's a ministry. An ordained painter. An ordained contractor. An ordained accountant. An ordained doctor. And it believes that when you're in, a, in that field that God has placed you, you will then begin to infect it, or affect it, I should say, with the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what America needs. America needs that. Alright, I'm almost done. Pray for God's intervention. We've got to pray. Prayer has got to become lifestyle. We've got to live holy and walk in His blessing. We have to bring Jesus to the world. Not just to your own heart. It's great that He comes to your heart. It's great that He heals you. And if you'll allow Him to and you'll obey. We were weeping. We were weeping last night. Because I I, I spent time with some people during the day on Saturday whose lives are shattered beyond anything you can imagine. Totally shattered. And the thing that shocked me was that it doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't. You don't have to have a broken, wasted life. It might be broken and wasted now. But you come, you give your heart to Jesus, you begin to live for Him, you submit to authority, confess your sins one to another, pray for one another, get involved, get accountable, learn the Word, get filled with the Spirit, and keep doing it. And don't quit. And keep after God like that. He will heal your life, heal your relationships, heal your broken heart, give you a life of joy, freedom, power, and the Holy Ghost. That's what He'll do. That's what He's done for you. That's what He's done for me. Amen? And I, I, I watch people so hurting. America's hurting. America! America! How God wants, longs to gather you to Himself. Leviticus 5. Micah, would you come? Leviticus 5. Verse 5 says, Keep my decrees and laws, for the man who obeys them will live by them. I am the Lord. The one who obeys lives for God, will have life and life abundant. It's time to take personal responsibility for America. Because America is made of families. And we so want somebody else to do it. Well, if the President Obama would just give me a break. President Obama is a product of our country. God bless him. He needs God's blessing. Amen? Point the finger when our own house perhaps is not right. And if God can get a number of people, it's really just a matter of what I call a spiritual critical mass. If God can get enough people to throw off the lies of the enemy, to begin to live for Him, 
we'll have the biggest revival America has ever seen. And I'm going to tell you, America has seen a lot of great revivals. There's coming a third great awakening. There's coming a third great awakening to our nation. I want to be a part of it. All right, so examine your heart right now. If if you've blown it, then just repent. I mean, just repent. I mean, repentance is a big thing. So, Pastor, what do I do if I've, if I've aborted a baby? You ask God to forgive you, and I will tell you where your baby is. Your baby's in heaven. See him later. And don't do it again. Don't be a murderer. So, what do I do if I'm in bondage, sexual bondage? You repent. You get help. Hello? You get help. You get plugged in. We'll help you. If you're struggling in the area of sexual identity, we'll help you. You just come and talk to me. My wife, if you're a woman, will help you. Would you all stand up on your feet? Lord, America needs you.
country right now. Service is almost over. We need God's help in our marriages. We need God's help in our children. Come on, there's an onslaught. There's an attack. Talk to your mom and dad. Talk to the Lord in 
repent for not being a better kid, right? I don't think anybody obeyed perfectly. Right? All right, so look at your mom and dad. Ask them to forgive you. And ask, ask God to forgive you too. Make it from your heart. Come on. upon anything that would defile them. You would help us as men, as women, to teach our sons and daughters self-control. To make no provision for the flesh with regards to its lust. That our daughters, Lord, would remain pure and chaste. We would raise up families. That we would be a model of what it is for a a people that wholeheartedly give their, their lives to you and live for you filled with your spirit. Some of you need to go and deal with some defilement stuff that's in your house. You wonder why things are difficult. There's like always strife. You need to cleanse your house. You need to deal with stuff. You can't just watch anything you want to and say it's alright. God understands. No, He doesn't. Come on. There is a thing that's called holiness. And without holiness, no man will see the Lord. The Lord forgive us for where we've tolerated things. slowly boiled like a frog. We just got dropped in hot water. You jump right out. You boil a frog slowly. Begin to reduce cold and increase the heat. That's exactly what the enemy's trying to do. The church used to be the biggest building in any town anywhere. Now it's Costco, Costco and the bank. Why? Because The enemy is pushing the church to the side and making the stage for the Antichrist. Don't tolerate it in your home. I'm just telling you. We're not going to be vomited out. Amen? We're going to have America healed and whole as far as it depends on us. You believe that? Will you commit to it? Father, we thank you and praise you for what you've done during this service. Now, if you're not right with God, you need to give your heart to Him, whether you're online or you're here in the congregation, all across this place. Pray this right out loud. Say, Dear Jesus. Everybody, all the kids, everybody, say, Dear Jesus. Thank you for dying in our place. Thank you for rising again from the grave. Jesus, come into our hearts and be our Lord. Be our Savior. Forgive us. and Make us new. Help us to live for you. Give us a hunger for your word. A hunger for the things of God for fellowship with other believers. Free us from every bondage and every chain. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for hearing our prayer. Amen. Amen. Would you take someone by the hand all across this place? Hallelujah. Lord, bless your people, those that are online, those that are here. Cause your face to shine upon them. Lift up your countenance towards them. Be gracious to them. Keep them and give them peace. In Jesus' name, amen.
Happy birthday, America. Happy Fourth of July, everybody. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Have a great day. Hope to see you tonight at 6 o'clock. There's no, no leaders meeting today. Fourth of July. Enjoy your families. We'll hope to see you. Bless you. Bye-bye. Hallelujah. Love you, Mom. Hi, Mama. Online. We love you.